Empire. Free agency in 2021 um, is going to be a little unique from the standpoint that the cap is going to go down. The NFLPA and, and NFL agreed to a salary cap floor of $175 million. It's currently $198.2 million. We don't know where the cap is ultimately going to be set, but I would be shocked if it got anywhere close to staying flat. Um, so this is going to make it a very uh, interesting free agency period in terms of it'll probably be a huge buyer's market because teams are going to have to uh, deal with a lower cap you're probably going to see a good deal of veterans released um, because everyone was planning on the cap going up before the coronavirus pandemic so you'll see a bunch of players on the market you didn't expect as street free agents that were released competing with the guys with expiring contracts. So, simple economic equation. You're going to have supply of players exceeding demand. So, if you are a player who doesn't price yourself appropriately, you could really be hurt financially this year if you don't adjust your expectations pretty quickly. Now, that being said, I think um, as in every year, even when there have been very tight cap situations where there's been middle cap growth, not and we haven't had a huge drop in the cap, that the best players are the ones who are still going to get paid. Um, that theory is going to get put to the test this year, but I still wholeheartedly believe that. Let's take a look at some players who have really helped themselves um, by playing well this year in a contract year. Let's go with, um, first start off with uh, Garrett Bowles. Uh, Garrett Bowles, uh, first round pick tackle, uh, for the uh, Denver Broncos left tackle in 2017. The Broncos opted not to pick up his fifth-year option uh, this year. It was going to be $11.064 million. They passed on it, and that's because Bowles, in his first three years, led the NFL in holding penalties <laughs> um, in each year and cumulatively obviously had the most. So <laughs> they decided to pass on him. Um, he's put it all together this year. Uh, this year... Penalties are way down. Has not given up one sack and excellent run blocker. This could kind of be like the uh, Jack Conklin situation. Um, Last year, the Titans turned down the fifth-year option on Jack Conklin. He goes out and bounces back, stays healthy, and plays not quite the level it is a rookie when he's all pro, but at a very high level. And Titans lost him in free agency. He's a Cleveland Brown. He signed $14 million a year. Now, in terms of left tackles, we've seen that since the beginning of the end of last season, the, the tackle market exploded. You're not going to see Garrett Bowles getting in that upper stratosphere. But you've seen guys come in um, between 14 and a half and $15 million, as in Taylor Decker resigning with the Lions, uh, Deion Dawkins getting an extension with the Bills, DJ Humphrey took himself off the open market last March, and resign off the Cardinals. So Bowles continues to do what he's doing. Maybe he's in that range, the fourteen and a half to fifteen million dollar range, with thirty million to thirty-five million um, in guarantees. Now let's look at another offensive lineman um, as well. Right tackle Daryl Williams. 
Um, Darrell Williams is someone that was an all-pro um, in 2017 as a right tackle with the Carolina Panthers. Had a knee injury um, in training camp, missed most of the year, uh, re-signed uh, 2019, trying to get a one-year prove-it deal, $1 million, uh, $6 million for one year. Bounced all over the line. Didn't play any right tackle. Played left tackle. Played in uh, both guard positions. Not a great year. So he goes to Buffalo. One-year deal, base out, base value of $2.25 million. Can max out to $3.85 million of incentives. He's looking more like the guy in 2017. Um, that guy, all pro. Second team, all pro. Well, you got to think at a minimum that uh, he's going to get at least George Fant money. Uh, George Fant signed up the Jets for $9.1 million per year as a base value. Could be as high as uh, Jack Conklin at $14 million per year. But um, that would give the Bills two very high-priced tackles in terms of uh, the expenditure having the guy on the left, Deion Dawkins, um, in the $15 million neighborhood. And then um, another guy on the right side making in a double-digit uh, salary. Now, speaking of Williams, let's turn our attention to Leonard Williams. Uh, a lot of people criticize Dave Gettleman for a team that was going nowhere fast, making a midseason trade, the trading deadline last year for Leonard Williams. Then he doubled down on the trade by putting a franchise tag on um, for $16.126 million. That's a defensive tackle. Uh, tag, even though Williams filed a grievance to get the higher um, defensive end number of 17.788 million. Well, Leonard Williams, the sixth overall pick, it kind of been a disappointment. Could put pretty decent pressure on the quarterback, but couldn't get to the quarterback. Well, this year he's getting to the quarterback. He's got five sacks, playing to run really well. Last year he wanted the Grady Jarrett type money, 17 million per year on a long-term deal, 42 million. Overall guarantees, he might get it from the Giants because of the way he's playing. Could be more. Maybe he's looking for Chris Jones money now. I wouldn't pay him in a $20 million per year range, but, hey, um, might be able to get there if he continues to do what he's doing. So he's going to be, if he signs a long-term deal, it's going to be more than his franchise tag number, which is something uh, that no team was going to pay him if the Giants hadn't put the tag on him let him go into free agency. Another guy on a franchise tag, Bud Dupree. Had a career year in 2019. Steelers put a franchise tag on him. The linebacker tag, 15.828 million. He's also fought a grievance to get the uh, higher tag number of defensive ends. Everyone has always known that Bud Dupree was auditioning for other teams this year because the guy outside linebacker on the other side, T.J. Watt, Will become one of the highest-paid non-quarterbacks in football um, as early as next year. You can't pay Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt. Hard thing to do. Dupree's probably walking, but he's proving last year wasn't a fluke. He's got six sacks so far, so he could join the $20 million per year pass rusher club uh, conceivably. Um, at a minimum, you got to think that it's going to be around uh, the Trey Flowers $18 million. Um, from free agency in 2019. And let's move to another edge rusher. Uh, Trey Hendrickson of the Saints is picking the right time to put it all together. 
Um, Marcus Davenport's elbow injury opened the door for him to get in the starting lineup. And he's third in the NFL with 7.5 sacks. In his first three years, he had 6.5 sacks total. Already exceeded that. Kind of reminds me of um, Eric, Eric Armstead of the um, 49ers. Did nothing until the contract year. And obviously great defensive line. A lot of pieces around were around Armstead. But capitalized on that and re-signed for $17 million per year. Saints have a lot of cap problems. Don't know if uh, they can afford Trey Hendrickson trying to get down to a $175 million cap next year. But Trey Williamson has opened some eyes this year for his ability to get to the quarterback in a manner that he hasn't throughout um, the first three years of his career. Now let's look at um, skill position guy Will Fuller. Uh, Will Fuller could have been the number two receiver um, in Houston because of DeAndre Hopkins, who's now uh, lighting up, lighting it up with the Arizona Cardinals. And Fuller had a hard time staying healthy. And his, Will Fuller has never in a season had either 50 catches or 700 yards. Um, that's about to change as long as he can stay on the football field. Will Fuller is it a minimum the co-number one receiver uh, for Houston with Brandon Cooks. They have pretty comparable stats. Uh, Fuller, 36 catches, 590 yards, uh, 6 TDs. Cooks, 37, 5, 10, and 3. So that means he's on pace to get close to 1,200 yards. Could be double-digit touchdowns at this rate. And Brandon Cooks signed a deal with the Rams, $16.2 million per year. Robert Woods, $16.25 million per year. Uh, there's a reason that the Texans put a second-round pick on him for trade talks. Uh, so if they're going to re-sign him, it's probably going to be in some sort of neighborhood like that. Let's go to the guys who have to stop receivers. Xavier Rhodes, last year's salary cap casualty um, for the um, from Minnesota Vikings. Uh, signs a one-year prove-it deal with the um, Indianapolis Colts. He's um, looking more like the Pro Bowl all-pro cornerback that he's been, that he was um, for Minnesota. This bounce-back year, that's probably going to put him in a position to get get a deal um, probably comparable to what his last deal was, if not more. The deal he was released from averaged slightly over $14 million per year. Colts have a ton of of cap space, so if they want to re-sign him, they can. James Bradbury is at $14.5 million per year, and Darius Slay at a shade under seventeen. Let's Let's look at another corner who's having a comeback year. Uh, Jason Verrett. Jason Verrett has been through a lot of injuries uh, recently. Was an All-Pro, I mean Pro Bowl in 2015. It's barely played since a uh, partially torn ACL in 2016. Knee injury, ruptures Achilles. Niners re-signed him for... Uh, next to nothing this year. <laughs> and he's arguably been their MVP. Um, the question is, what do you pay a guy like that who still has a lot of durability concerns? Because talent has never been his issue. It's a question whether he could ever stay on the field long enough to show it. Um, Chris Harris, who's been a Pro Bowl corner, find it 
found it tough in free agency this year. $8.5 million per year. Josh Norman uh, signed the Bills, $1 million, uh, $6 million for one, for one year. Prove it deal. Well, any deal you do with Jason Barrett, particularly if he's with the Niners, resigns there, it's going to have a ton of per-game roster bonuses because of the injuries. And let's look at one other offensive lineman. Um, Corey Lindsley, Green Bay Packers. Could be poised to be a first-team All-Pro. Won't be franchised. Um, you typically don't franchise interior um, offensive linemen, even though the, the Washington football team, the Patriots, did with guards this year. The franchise tag would go to David Bakhtiari, their left tackle. But Ryan Kelly reset the uh, center market um, right before start of the regular season started, the Colts center, um, averaging 12400 12500 per year, $34 million guarantees. Second is Rodney Hudson, $11.25 million. thing is, if uh, Lindsley resigns with the Packers, um, the guarantees aren't going to be comparable to any place else because Green Bay doesn't do salary guarantees outside of signing bonus except for Aaron Rodgers. But that's some of the players who are really helping themselves in a contract year. Let's look at the other side of the equation and now uh, turn our attention to guys who aren't having uh, great contract years. Kind of disappointing years aren't really helping themselves. Let's start with Cam Newton. Cam Newton was released by the Panthers in March uh, to pave the way for uh, Teddy Bridgewater to take over as quarterback. Because of the foot and shoulder injuries for the past couple of years, there weren't a lot of takers for Cam Newton. Nobody really had any interest in him. After the draft signs, actually in July, early July, signs with the uh, Patriots. Uh, base value of $1.75 million. That's the front end of the contract. Um, deal maxes at $7.5 million through incentives, which he's not going to earn all of them. Um, first couple of games, Cam looked like the old Cam, and people were talking about him as, hey, is this someone that could end up being the long-term solution at quarterback in New England? Well, then he um, got COVID-19, came back, and was having poor performances. And he acknowledged the fact that he might get benched if he didn't pl- didn't pick up his play. Uh, Jets game was better, but still, the jury's still out on Cam Newton. Um, what he does second half of the year could largely determine his financial future next year. Um, Patriots are going to be in great position cap-wise um, for 2021. So... They could easily put a franchise tag on The non-exclusive quarterback tag number projects to a little over $24 million right now. If the cap is $175 million, cap gets up in the low 180s, that number will be about $25 million. But the real benchmark Cam probably had in his mind before the um, season started was, well, if I play well, I could be a $30 million per year quarterback. But that's out the window. So we'll see uh, where Cam is next year. New England or someplace else, but second half of the year will really determine what Cam Newton is financially next year. Javion Clowney, uh, free agency was not kind to him uh, this year. Uh, asking price was about $20 million per year reportedly. Couldn't find any takers. Didn't sign until shortly before the regular season uh, began with the Titans. Took a one-year deal, base value of $13 million up to $15 million with incentives. It seemed like the right move for him because 
he had success in the defense that the Titans run. Uh, it's the same defense he was in with the Texans when that Titans head coach Mike Vrabel was his defensive coordinator and outside linebackers coach. Well, Clowney, the problem last year was he flashed at times, looked every bit of what you expected out of the first overall pick in a draft, but couldn't get to the quarterback. A lack of sacks. This year, no sacks. Decent pressure on the quarterback, no sacks. And now he's got a left knee injury. Uh, talking about he may have to have surgery to repair meniscus. So he's already had durability concerns. The core muscle surgery last year for the groin, for the injury he played through, he's had a micro fracture before. His salary expectations are going to have to come way down um, from what they were last year. Or he's looking at another one-year prove-it deal. Um, someplace. Uh, A.J. Green, um, Bengals receiver, 32 years old, playing out a franchise tag for $17.971 million. And that made a lot of sense for Green because he's another guy that can't stay healthy. Uh, missed all of last year because of a freak training camp uh, injury where he hurt his ankle, had surgery. Missed games in 2016 because of a hamstring tear. 2018, missed nine games because of a toe injury. This year to start the season, he was nowhere remotely close to being on the same page with Joe Burrow, the uh, number one uh, overall pick. And he's on pace for, Green is, that is, is on pace for the worst season of his career, 10-year career. Halfway mark, 31 catches, 316 yards, zero touchdowns. He's a seven-time Pro Bowler who's used to being a number one receiver. He's had a couple of games this year with Burrow recently where it looks like they're starting to get on the same page and he's looking more like the old A.J. Green. Uh, the OJ, the A.J. Green of old, I should say, instead of an old A.J. Green. So if A.J. Green can look like a number one receiver or at least be a whole lot more productive than he has been so far this year, that's really going to help him financially because uh, otherwise it's going to be hard for him to get a last big payday someplace and it probably won't be in Cincinnati because receiver is a position of strength for them they drafted T Higgins this year in the second round they've got Tyler Boyd uh, AJ Green's really the least of their worries uh, he's used to number one receiver money uh, he's probably going to have to transition to be a number two someplace and number two receiver money kind of caps out at the 11 million dollar per year range uh his last contract averaged uh, 15, so A.J. Green probably looking to take a pay cut. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, um, the Bears' now backup quarterback, began the season as a starting quarterback, unexpectedly beat out Nick Foles um, in a quarterback competition. Uh, Foles was acquired... Uh, from the Jaguars in an offseason trade because the Bears weren't sold on Trubisky, who was the second overall pick in 2017. Now, one of the problems that's always going to haunt Trubisky is the Bears, one, moved up to get him unnecessarily because nobody was going to jump from when they were third in the draft to beat him to get him at number two. And they passed on two quarterbacks who are great. Uh Patrick Mahomes, who could be the greatest of all time when it's all said and done, and Deshaun Watson, who's a top-tier quarterback, were, were drafted 10-12 and 12 in the first round. So that doesn't help Trubisky's case. 
They turned down the fifth-year option for him at $24.837 million. Uh, he got benched even though the Bears were 3-0. and Offense was uneven, inconsistent, but it's gotten worse under Foles. They're now 5-4, and four, and I don't know if Trubisky gets another chance. He's got a minor right shoulder injury right now. The Bears have a great defense. If they keep dropping games, maybe he gets another chance to uh, get back in there and kind of right the ship a little bit. As it stands right now, the guy that screams as a comp for him, maybe financially, would be Marcus Marcus Mariota. Um, Got benched last year in Tennessee. Uh, Ryan Tannehill took over, and they go to the AFC Championship game. He signs as a backup quarterback. Uh, with the Raiders to kind of see he was supposed to um, put some pressure on Derek Carr <laughs> hasn't materialized that way Carr's playing well Marcus has a two-year deal averaging 8.8 million per year is a bunch of escalators and incentives or if he did get the starting job and hit everything which is going to be close to impossible then the maximum value of the deal would be 47.5 million in reality it's probably a one-year deal for 7.5 million so that might be the route Trubisky goes. Find a shaky starter. Hopefully he can have an opportunity to compete for the job or be there in a position to get a chance to play if that guy falters. But I'd be shocked if Mitchell Trubisky is a starting quarterback in 2021, even if he does get back in and becomes the bear starter. The only way that I think he would be a starter in Chicago is if he takes over for Foles again, they go on a run, get to the playoffs, and it's, if not, they don't win, and they win, and it's not in spite of him. They don't necessarily have to win because of him, but he can't be a detriment. Uh, One last guy to look at, um, T.Y. Hilton, Colts wide receiver. He's not really bouncing back the way you anticipated he would from an injury-plagued 2019 season. Playing with an aging Phillip Rivers whose arm strength is declining when you are a deep threat (laughs) isn't ideal (laughs) for to showcase yourself. (laughs) He's had a groin injury this year, which cost him a game, uh, but he's only has 22 catches for 251 yards and no touchdowns. (laughs) Uh, The last time T.Y. Houghton had a 100-yard game, was week 16 in 2018 before Andrew Luck retired. His current deal average is $13 million per year. I don't see how T.Y. Hilton is getting to $13 million per year with the way things are going so far, even though he is a deep threat. A guy that was compared to uh, T.Y. Hilton, John Brown was called another T.Y. Hilton uh, when he came out. Speedster was with the Cardinals, now with the Bills. His deal average is $9 million per year. Deshaun uh, Jackson, another speedster who's had big paydays, first in Philly, then in Tampa, is now back in Philly. He's back on a three-year deal, averaging $9 million per year. Colts have a ton of cap room, so if they wanted to retain T.Y. Hilton, they could, but they've drafted receivers to try to take to anticipate him relieving Michael, Michael um, Pittman this year in the second round, Paris Campbell, uh, who's hurt, but... T.Y. Hilton's going to have to pick it up over the second half of the, the season. This is the stats I listed were before they played Thursday night. Um, but still, the Colts look like they are going to be in the mix for the playoffs. If he and Rivers can get on the same page, 
that's only going to help him. If not, he's looking to take a pay cut. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's edition of Inside the Cap. Uh, don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That is C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And check out my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.